here we go. I almost couldn't get this, or I couldn't get this to work. And boom, I made it work. I was getting a little tech, techno angry. Hello, everybody. My name is Robin. I'm a person. I'm a salad dressing maker. I am maybe one, I would say I'm now in the top 100 of soap opera scholars of the world. That's saying a lot, being that I just got into them a year ago. <laughs> I'm a homicide detective. I'm a stepmom. I'm an artist. I'm a crochet lover. I'm your host here on Me Reading Stuff, where I talk to you and read to you something I'm excited about. I ask you questions. What else do we do? You tell me. This isn't academic, so if that's what you're looking for, you might need to head somewhere else, although give us a try. Come on in. Uh, this isn't an art podcast either for, um, for those of you. I know that's confusing because some of you may have come in here knowing me as an artist, uh, so you would think I would talk about art stuff. And I, I guess I sometimes do that. I, it's inevitable that I would mention what I do day in, day out, but, and I do love what I do. I hope that comes across. Does it? I don't know. I've never asked you guys who listen regularly, do I talk about that very often? Or is it just kind of like dropped in casually? I guess, what does it matter? Anyway, none of these are why we're here. So welcome. And why are we here? I honestly have no clue, but I really don't. But we're here anyway, because it's fun and I like talking to you guys. Okay, so let's leap in. What is going on with me right now? This week was a bit of an unexpected emotional roller coaster for me. Very heavy emotionally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I also had to get my infusion yesterday for all of my problems with my body, which is always very hard on me physically. So I decided that today, Thursday, what day is it? Thursday, the 28th of October, I decided um, was going to be a day for me, a me day, as we call it. Sometimes Damien and I have me days, and sometimes we have me weeks where we get to do whatever we want, and nobody can get in the way of it. Like, there's no compromising. There's no, oh, but I wanted to do that. It's just deal with it. Do your thing, man. And it is so freeing. Have I told you guys about these me weeks? It's such a good feeling. Because no matter what, even if you're the most independent of sorts within relationships, obviously, I hope, you're also in compromise all the time. That's how, it, that's how it's done well, I would assume. But sometimes you just want to do it your way. And I often want to do it my way. <laughs> and so does Damien, actually. So we have these things where... And it's very fun and supportive, I got to say. So today was me day, uh, which is, for me today, was just a day to take it as easy as can be. Very, very, very easy, slow, calm. I decided I was going to sleep in until I could not sleep anymore because there's been not a lot of sleeping in in my life for a long time. And I love to sleep. So I was going to sleep in and then, and I did sleep in, and then I made coffee and took, actually Damien was very sweet. He made the coffee for me. And then I took that coffee into the bath to read and drink coffee in there, which feels so extravagant. Um, when I got my hair done last, my friend Jenna, who does my hair, told me that she eats full meals in the bathtub. 
And I said, my God, the only person I know who does that is that kid who ate spaghetti and gummo. And she didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, well, no comparison, because she's like the cutest, most adorable, awesome, sweet. I mean, not that that kid's not cute and adorable and awesome. I'm sure he is. But um, something's telling me. The, the difference has got to be vast. Just trust me. Between that kid and gummo and this girl, it was probably one of the prettiest people I've ever seen in real life. So anyway she's full meal. So I was like, I am not going that route. I can't even imagine. But why not? She's like, yeah, I eat sandwiches. I eat salads. I'm blown away by this. Um, And she's like, and I just stay until it's really cold. And I was like, well, sometimes I stay a long time if I'm reading and really into it and it feels so good and cozy in there. But then I like drain it a little bit and put more hot water in. I'm not going to just sit there in cold water. Anyway, this was a whole thing. So it felt extravagant to yeah to just drink coffee in there I mean occasionally I know I know other people who do things while they take showers like I mean I know sometimes people drink a wine when they take a okay yeah the wine thing I can see that I don't know why this felt like such a crazy thing but it did also it's occurring to me I hate how often I talk about on this podcast about being in the bathtub because I, you know, it might conjure up images that nobody wants to think about. Like, you don't mean to, but, you know, I'm talking about something so people's brains picture it, and I, I don't want that to come to mind. So I guess for all of our own safety and protection, let's just pretend I'm just going to, I'm going to lie to you right now, and we're going to go with it. I love wearing full surfers uniforms when I go into the bathtub that's how I do it this isn't about cleaning myself this is about the warmth on my body so yeah just FYI anyway when I was reading in the when I was reading in my surfers uniform in the bathtub I discovered in a magazine I was looking at that Reese Witherspoon has a book club and I didn't know that so then I did a little, first of all, first instinct, let's be real. Let's, let's talk about this in all honesty. Hold on. I'm going to hit pause while I take a drink. What do other podcasts do when they have to take a drink? Because I know I'm not hearing them drinking liquids. Not that I listen to that many podcasts anymore, but I do wonder. I mean, I know they're not hitting pause. I guess there's usually a co-host. That's what it is. So they like pull away, hit mute, drink it while the other person's talking. Anyway, all right. So Reese Witherspoon has a book club. I had no idea. This is probably not news to you. It was to me. Um, The only thing I knew about Reese recently that seemed like news is that she's constantly doing TikToks and it annoys me to death. And the only reason I know this is because... On the search thing on Instagram where they try to suggest things to you, there's always that right-hand TikTok-looking video on the, on the recommendation, and it's always, a, it's always a TikTok video of some girl dancing. And I don't know. I have never clicked on it. I don't know why they're trying new things for me. Like, they should really try, if they want to kind of, um, what's the word? when you like get some usher me in to TikTok videos one should give me food videos that's how i would get in if you're showing me something with some melting cheese or uh somebody tossing you know some greens in a bowl with some onions and some other stuff i'll i'll look at that i'll be interested 
But for some reason, all I get are dancing. Is this true for everybody? Dancing girls, most of the time, not young girls, like people my age trying to dance with, I don't know, their niece or something. And that's what Reese's look like. I don't follow her, but I see that that's all she seems to do. So um, clearly she doesn't just do that and, you know, run an empire like she is with her uh, production team or whatever it is. I don't know how to, I don't know how you talk about that. Production office, production company. I think she has a production company and I know she's a fantastic actress. Listen, I've always, let's just say this for the record. I've always loved Reese Witherspoon. She's in great movies. She's a great actress. She's adorable. Okay. And I have always heard she likes to read. I remember learning that at a very young age about her. So anyway, Um, first instinct though, about this book club symbol, it looked a lot like the Oprah book club symbol. And it was in, I believe a cooking magazine I had, and I'm just in shock. First instinct was to get jealous. There I am being honest, being upfront, being vulnerable with you all. I don't know. Why am I, why would I be jealous? I don't know, but I was because I'm a human being. And, um, I guess I felt like I should have a book club. I, I don't. I don't know. I've been, I've thought about it many times for this podcast, obviously. I've never done it because I don't want to run it. I don't have time to run it. Do you know what I mean? Sure, I could. If I was Reese Witherspoon and I had a team of people, I would have a book club right now. You better believe it. And I would tell those people what I want everybody to read, and they would form a website for me where I can come in every once in a while and, you know, to use it again, usher in the new book and tell you guys why I like it and then start a lively back and forth comment section somewhere. I mean, it sounds like fucking heaven to me, but I can't, I can't do any, I can't do that. So anyway, I guess I was, I don't have time for that. Okay. I don't have time for anything right now. I am. And I just, you know what I do? I just keep adding shit on, adding on more and more things that I'm going to do. By the way, time out and listen. I have no idea if you can hear it, but again, when I'm in my studio and it's pouring rain, my metal roof sounds so good. I mean, little did I know that all of the issues I had with this roof where it was leaking and I had to put on a new roof and I didn't have enough money to do it at first and it was so scary. I had no idea. I was investing in probably what will from here until the day I pass away be my favorite noise. Well, anyway, so Reese Witherspoon, then I get out, I'm doing some research on it, and I am fully supportive of the Reese Witherspoon book club. I don't think there's a chance in hell I'd want to read any of those books. I, I, I looked, I glanced, I know some of them, I know about them. It's not my thing, but she's championing, championing diverse writers. She's definitely going to increase the sales for those writers, which I am all about. And that's the, that's one of the main things that I try to do on here. Every time I mention a book, I ask you guys to not only buy it, but buy it from an independent bookseller or when appropriate from the writer themselves, if it's a chat book and, and she's also supporting independent booksellers. So I can't complain. So anyway, there's the whole drama of the, of the event. Reese Witherspoon has a book club, question mark, exclamation point. What? Then jealous. Why don't I have a book club? Why does she get everything and I don't? (laughs) And then I go, you know what? Thank God. 
you know, we don't need every celebrity having another glow stick or whatever they're called for your face where you want to show off your high cheekbones. We don't need another celebrity talking about Botox or whatever. But having celebrities who are championing, why can't I say that word, championing reading and and writers and selling book, buying books. I mean, hello, I love it. So Reese Witherspoon, I love you. Um, okay, what else did I do today? After the bath, I did run outside. It was raining all day. I ran outside in the rain to pick some flowers from my garden because apparently I am a Dahlia whisperer. And that's only because I think dahlias are very, very, very easy to grow in the Pacific Northwest. And here they've been growing in this one corner of my garden for a long time. I've had a couple of them that keep coming back. Well, I've only been here a couple of years, but they were there last year. They're back this year without me doing anything. And I planted some other ones but forgot about them, or at least maybe I did. To be honest, I did forget, and so I don't believe I did plant them. But somehow all of these other colored dahlias are growing and they are insane. You can hop on my Instagram and see them for yourself if you want. Um, that's Robin under R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. And in my stories, I posted photos of them today. Yeah, this new one just grew starting yesterday that is like, looks like it's watercolored. It looks like a white dahlia, watercolored with little areas of yellow unexpectedly. Oh my God. Anyway, so I also then went, this is another thing I did on my day off is I decided to invest in a lot of cool dahlia bulbs. So the front of my house next year is going to be just dahlia crazy. And every kind of dahlia, now not all of them will grow, so we'll see how it goes, but I'm thinking it's going to be awesome. Hold on, kombucha time. Shout out to GT's Raw Kombucha. This one is Lemonberry coming at you. Okay, other than that, um, I, I, I don't know. Tonight, Damien and I yesterday made, everybody calls them something different. I call them a Buddha bowl. Um, that's what I, how I first learned about them at a restaurant. I used to get them, and the restaurant sucks compared to when you make them yourself, by the way. But some call them power bowls, green bowls, whatever. So we're going we're gonna to do round two of that tonight. And it has everything imaginable in it, like the lettuce that I grow, herbs, beets, potatoes, carrots, tomatoes, avocado. You know what? We forgot the avocado. I'm writing a big A on my hand, so I don't forget about that tonight. And I make a miso sauce that goes on top of it all. Damien made some tofu and onions and rice. And I don't remember. I mean, just, I don't know. I should post a photo of it. I even had pomegranate seeds on mine. I don't think Damien went for that. Uh, oh, and I make cucumber, oh, sauerkraut and cucumber salad that I make. Cucumber, onion, like vinegar salad. Anyway, um, so we're going to do that. And then we always tend to watch The Young and the Restless of the Day. And then I'm thinking tonight we're going to do an erotic thriller. We're keeping this October is erotic thriller month in this house. Keep that train rolling. And tonight it's either going to be Sliver with Sharon Stone or Bound. Hello, lesbian erotic thriller. Sure to be my favorite of all time. We have to watch Bound. How the hell did this fan of all things lesbian not watch Bound? You guys, somebody, somebody's at fault and it's me. 
Um, other than other than these things I mentioned, well, no, not other than. Along with all of these things, I truly feel very comatose today. You guys are livening me up. I, I feel like as I'm talking now, I'm getting all worked up. Um, but prior to that, I'm comatose. I'm exhausted, but kind of in a good way because it feels like my body and my emotions, my heavy, heavy emotions have forced this overwhelming calm on me. And I'm just rolling with it. And I have, I'm about to enter a season of a lot of work, a lot of labor, 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 labor. So, um, and I guess that starts tomorrow, to be honest with you, tomorrow morning that begins. And so, and that'll last until April with just a couple of weeks off and then kick back up again in early May for the whole summer. So um, that's based on my, I almost said touring schedule. You guys, I'm on tour, but I'm used to hearing Damien talk about touring as a musician, but my show schedule, my art show schedule. So I really hope I enjoyed today because that's about the end of this. Um... Anyway, let's read, let's read, let's read. God, this is, I say it's long, but last week you guys were very happy with my extra long episode. Raise your hands if you were happy with that. I see that, Benji, I see that, Donna, and I see that, Brooke. You guys liked it. Thank you very much. Okay, Um, today we're reading a brand new New Directions book. I love New Directions book, ndbooks.com. Get on there, buy this one. This is called Night Train by A.L. Snyders, translated by one of our saints of the podcast, Lydia Davis. Uh, look up in under this podcast the name Lydia Davis. You'll find plenty of times I've read from her books. She's a master short story writer or a really tiny story writer and also one of the most in, important translators of our time. So um, A.L. Snyders is a Dutch writer, and he is known for what he called his ZKVs. That's in English. It's a shortened uh, version of the Dutch words for very short story. Now, the word on the street is that he created that exact literary genre, which we all know as... Um, a very big deal now. Flash fiction, sh- uh, very short fiction, short story, like extremely short. I don't know. Now, I happen to know that there are poems and stories that are one and two sentences long that are ancient. So I, I'm not trying to, I don't, well, I say that and it would be hard for me to like immediately come back with examples, but I have them. I'm not, listen, A.L. Snyder's probably did, inv- he certainly invented the term ZKVs. Um, Anyway, I'm interested. Does anyone know about this? It seems important because I've talked endlessly on this podcast throughout the years about how much I love this genre. And I've formed bonds and relationships because of this genre of writing. So, and Lydia Davis, I would call her the queen of that. So, um, anyway, A.L. Snyder, sadly, he did live to be 83 years old, but he died this summer at the age of 83, as I just said. <laughs> hey, did I tell you guys? Okay, he, he was 83 years old when he died. So I'm going to be reading from this book, um, and I really want you guys to check out the description of this podcast. I'll be um, giving you the direct link to the New Directions page for this book, and you should buy it. It just came out like a week ago. 
and I got the uh, I got it the minute it came out. I was so excited because I don't. I, by the way, this is all new to me. This book is the first I've read of his, so this is all new, and I'm very excited about it. And I'm going to tell you guys again briefly. Everything I'm saying sounds like I'm really questioning this guy, and I'm not. But I will say, upon first read, and I haven't finished every single short story in the book yet. I'm going to be honest, but I've read a lot of it, and. It's weird how these stories seem like they don't do much to me. Like this isn't a I'm going to throw my book across the room because I'm so pumped up kind of feeling. But what happens is I end up having endless thoughts about it as the day goes on and kind of am haunted by them. So it's very exciting. So these are slow burns in very few words. This dude does something to me that nobody's done before. So, all right, I'm starting with the first I think that, yeah, the first one in the entire book, again, this book's called Night Train. Let's start with story, and in parentheses it says three. The train from Zutven Wintersvik is quiet, few passengers, yet the new man comes and sits down directly opposite me. I have to pull my legs in. I am on my way to the Mondrian Museum, where a drawing hangs that has never been shown before. It has always lain folded up in a drawer. It is not by chance that the man has chosen this seat. He wants to talk. He has a story to tell. It is clear that he is not interested in the unknown drawing by Mondrian. He looks defeated. He wants to tell the story. I nod, let it come. He says he wants to smoke a cigarette. Don't, I say. He tells me he has a great love, his neighbor's wife. He has been fond of her for years, and she of him, but they have never expressed it. They have never touched each other. She is married, has a pleasant, indolent husband and a little daughter. It seems to him a good marriage. Their spiritual, adulterous love is on a higher plane. It approaches the mystical. I look at his tormented face and ask him what happened. She moved away, he says. Her husband was transferred. He saw her once more in the train. There they held each other for the first time. There they kissed and wept. Never again did they see or speak to each other. I know it, I say. It's a short story by Anton Chekhov. You're telling me a story by someone else. I know, he says. I know the story by Chekhov. But I did not read it until my own adventure was in the past. It was a shock that I had lived in a story by someone else. Do you think Chekhov invented it? With writers, you never know, I say. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there you go. Um, let's see. Should I read you guys two? There's another one here. Let's read minor characters. By the way, did I say indolent right? I know that word, but I don't know if I've ever exactly said it out loud. You know, like I know it when I read it, but indolent? Okay, let's look it up. I know what it means, lazy. Okay, In indolent. I kind of pronounced that O a little too much, it looks like. Indolent. All right, lesson learned. I hope somebody else out there learned that with me. Or if not, again, totally okay with embarrassing myself. Not a problem. Here we go. Let's read another one. I'm just going to one page that I marked, so I must have liked this one. Minor characters. I'm visiting a scholar in linguistics, <laughs> in linguistics and literature whom I've known for 50 years. The path we once shared split like a snake's tongue. He became a professor, and I did not. But now we're at the end. He is an emeritus, I a pensioner. Our differences have blurred and we are talking frankly. 
I say that I have the greatest admiration for people who can write a thick novel. And I add quietly that I too will try it sometime because I want to admire myself. He does not laugh, but strongly discourages me. He says I shouldn't do it because I understand nothing about psychology, not even the psychology of the minor characters, end quote. That is handsomely formulated. I promise him I will not do it. But that night in bed, I think that perhaps I actually could write an unpsychological novel for all the people who also understand nothing about psychology. So good. I can't wait to finish this book. I have to set it aside and get this finished uh, this weekend because I've really, yeah, I've really liked what it's been doing to me. I'm sure you guys understand that. Listen, something I really truly believe about all great art is that it isn't this smack in the face. Occasionally it is. Occasionally it is. I don't know. You know what? I'm saying something and then I'm like, do I believe that? I, I just, here's what I know. I know that what this book does is very rare and that it, you know, I mean, that's called resonance. Who doesn't want to create things that have resonance? Um, yeah, they're, they're like tricky and that's very exciting to me. And, and also there's no like little, even though there are times when it's really funny. I mean, I think on the back of the book, they talk about the humor they're funny, bizarre, or comforting. Um, what else? Yeah. Uh, novels in brief. I love that phrase, novels in brief. Um, but they're not funny in that way where it's just like this joke that ends it. I, you know what I mean. Anyway, let's, so anyway, click on the description of the podcast if you're interested in this. And I know a lot of you guys out there love short stories, very short stories and flash fiction. So Hop on, get the book. It's only, you guys want me to, I like it when I tell you guys how much these are. So we're not, we're not surprising anybody. New Directions, Night Train, A.L. Snyder's is, oh, they just direct you to where you can get it. $13.75. Come on. Now, not all of us have $13.75, but if you get it, if you get your $13.75, that's a good thing to put your money into. Um, and I always go to IndieBound, by the way. When at the bottom of these publishers when they uh when they tell you where to go you just go directly to that and you just skip right over that amazon shit all right guys um what's up www.robinoneal.com forward slash shop i have a shop i'm an artist um who also makes fun things on the side i have new greeting cards for the holidays they're depressing and they're fun and they're funny uh, I have handmade hanging sculptures, I have tapestries, I have stickers of my work, and I have, as always, I have exclusively, you can only buy it through my, my shop, my book, 20 Years of Drawings. It's a monograph of 20 years of my work. Um, and I still have a few days left for you guys to use that coupon code, which is all caps, FALL PARTY. FALL space PARTY. So, you get 25% off any one item. I, I've also decided, I want to share this with you guys, that from here until the end of the year, exactly 50% of all the proceeds from my shirt sales will go directly to the Trevor Project. Uh, as you guys know, I raise a lot of money for the Trevor Project every chance I can get. So head to the Cotton Bureau site, which I'll again link in the description, to buy your Me Reading Stuff t-shirts and sweatshirts. They're very soft shirts, very cozy shirts. Everybody loves them who, who has bought them. 
And if you're wondering if you're new, what is the Trevor Project? It's an organization very near and dear to my heart. It provides crisis and suicide prevention and support to the LGBTQ plus youth. So go to that link, consider buying a shirt, knowing that it's going to something very, very, uh, very special and very necessary. So lastly, in Business Corner. If you're interested in listening or viewing, I guess, because you'll see me, I guess, um, an artist lecture by me, well, next week is your chance. I'll be visiting artists, I'll be called the visiting artist, at Washington State University, and my lecture is free and open to the public. You just need to sign up for their Zoom, and I'm putting a link in the description, of course. It's next week, Thursday, November 4th, at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, which is also Diwali, which I love. Uh, and anyway, I'm sure, and you can ask me questions. You can, if you've never heard me talk about my work in that, hey, I was just talking about that, how I never talk about my work on here. If you've never heard me do a full lecture on my drawings, well, come on and join us. I will be there. You guys, that's about it. You know how I feel about you, don't you? I love you guys. You're funny. You're smarter than me. You're a fun group. I love keeping you all company. I'm always interested in what you guys are reading, by the way. I don't say that enough. Um, you've told me about so many stimulating books and writers. You've uh, told me about your lives. You've related to me. You've opposed me. You've contrasted me. You've begged me to do certain things. <laughs> I can't even think of what that is. What have you guys begged me to do? It feels like, yeah, I'm just on a roll there. I lied about that. Nobody's ever begged me for anything. Um, I just can't thank you guys enough for being in my life. Life is hard. I feel it. I know it. You know it. We're all doing our best to get through it. I always want you guys to be kind to yourselves. And I hope to hell you guys are hanging in there. I'm wishing you the absolute best. Always keep dying. Keep writing it down. That's from C.K. Williams' last poem. How beautiful is that? And... Today, above all other days, I feel compelled to end with Chekhov. We shall find peace. We shall hear angels. We shall see the sky sparkling with diamonds. Now, you guys, get the hell out of here. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>